one of the things that I've been enjoying the most kind of deviating from the the core at the table mission, you know, one of the things that I've, I've joked about from the very beginning is, you know, why the fuck would you give, uh, you know, a, a, another politics in America podcast to a, you know, straight white dude. And, and I didn't have a good reason for it, but I also needed the work. So I did it. And the, the concept that I've been enjoying the most is this checking in with other people in the middle of, you know, the, kind of self-isolation quarantine feels like the wrong word for it but self-isolation you know the kind of the the civic duty that we are all doing together and just kind of making sure that people are okay and i and and if you're not doing this in the in your real life please do more of it because i think that people really need to know that you give a shit about them in this moment um and not just like you know, texting exes. I think we need to be a little bit more prolific about telling people that we love them, about telling uh, people that we care about them, because we never know when those opportunities are going to be taken away from us. And and in that spirit, I wanted to to bring in someone who I know um, in the context of uh, David. I would say we are we are Twitter mutuals. That is the level of our friend David David Mack, who is the breaking news editor, a breaking news editor at BuzzFeed News. David, that that is what I would say our level of friendship is. Wouldn't you agree? I think that's right. I feel like I've seen we've like been engaged with each other for so long on Twitter at this point, but we've never actually spoken uh, in person or on the phone. So here we are. I'm I'm really glad for that because I, the the reason I wanted to establish the the distance was not. Um, in kind of a performative way, but actually, so several of my friends have approached me at disparate times, and this is all pre-quarantine, by the way, and been like, you're, you're, you know, you and you and David, you you know each other. Do you, can you can you find out? You know, is he available? Can we do this? And I'm like, and this again, I emphasize pre-quarantine. Because the horniness has only ramped up since then. Like we are just, just to date. Oh my god! Massively wow. horny okay. on Maine now. But I just, I, I can yeah, think of true. in like three instances in the last maybe three or four years where people have just been like, "You need to introduce me to your good friend." And what I want to establish at the very beginning here <laughs> is that that would have been completely inappropriate for me to do up till now. So thank you for thank you for covering my ass uh, Listen, and showing anyone yours. can feel free to slide. <laughs> into my dms i'll say that from the outset i i i am the dms are open that's all i'll say whatever they want what is what is the best while we're while we're kind of admitting the horny on main moment that we're in right now what is the best slip into dms that you've gotten recently because i uh i am a a married man with a with a two and a half month old child i get nothing i just get it's just 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 a a, uh. a fucking tumbleweed goes through my dms but you you know i'm i'm assuming there's something slightly more interesting than than tumbleweeds i think look i will say like gay twitter is its own kind of yeah and you meet you meet people very quickly who are friends of friends and mutuals as you said and I just tend to follow people that make me laugh and, um, and I don't know, I feel like it's, it's less about, yeah, as you said, it's all kind of unfolding on main, although I, I'm very, I am actually quite restrained. So I, just to be clear, I don't want anyone listening to this think I'm just like tweeting like thoughty pictures of myself or something, but no, no, uh, no. I just think like, I, I definitely have like met a lot of people through Twitter in the last like couple, uh, what, two months or whatever it's been. And, uh, on, then it like, you, it moves to Instagram, right? So like then suddenly you're following them on Instagram right, yeah, there's that. Their quarantine life yeah. and stuff. And then all I'll say is that like, 
for 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 gay men, the green circle, the close friends thing Ooh. is like a little different for straight people. I think it's where gay people get to like be gay and do gay things, <laughs> not sexual to be clear right <laughs> but well, I'm, do, it's 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 for a targeted gay audience what is what is the difference with your sourdough starter photos that you're seeing on this uh, the green circle because i'm struggling to imagine how that's possibly sexy and that is like 80 percent of my instagram stories right now or is it better than sourdough starters oh i actually <laughs> haven't been doing sourdough i'm not a baker how dare um, you you're a race trader you're just not even <laughs> i am not a baker i admit my faults i have been cooking a lot i'm trying my my new year's resolution was already pre like pandemic to get better at cooking so i've been um i think doing good stuff uh you know gramming my meals and things like that okay but just i don't know i like i think it's fun the way that um Instagram invented this close friends thing, probably not with the expectation of what it was going to become, but it's like, it's almost like when I see a green circle on Instagram, I know from, from another gay man that I know, or, or just a generally queer person that I know that it's like content that I will get that someone else won't get, whether that's just a thirst trap in a, in the way that you can get a thirst <laughs> trap, uh, but, or it, a lot of it is memes or references to things that maybe uh, straight people wouldn't understand. So, oh, this so is perfect fun. to like me. That. Can you give me, can you just peel it back for me for one second? Because as someone who, again, just has, I have never been cool in my life, let alone like gay cool, which I feel like is a totally different tier. <laughs> but also as someone who can appreciate, you know, like I, I don't know where on the Kinsey scale exactly I fall, but I can certainly appreciate an attractive anything, right? Like what, what what I'm looking at, like what's what's the meme? What is a meme that you can drop right now that I will not get at all? That you're absolutely certain that I will not get at oh, all? Oh God, because uh, I'm I'm well, a very I'm not... online person. You are. Um, I am, look a lot of it is like, uh, the first ones that come to mind are like pop it's a lot of pop culture like yes there are sex jokes and sex memes and all that stuff but the the things that come to mind are just like the way that in which like gay twitter will immediately add uh like fingernails and like uh garish jewelry and like sparkling like uh snapchat kind of filters around pictures of certain people to make it seem this kind of like (laughs) i don't even know how to describe it the first one that comes to mind is like chris uh, what's his face? Uh, Captain America, right? Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. How dare? Chris Evans. How did I there's, get there before you? I'm barely. There's a lot of a, there's a lot of Chris's. On. Uh, there's is there like Chris Evans, and there will always be Chris Evans and his kind of uh, fingernails that have been extended to make it look like he has his mani- fantastic like, long manicure. And then there's the one that's like the the a kind of floppy gay hand <laughs> where like I which I can say by the way. Um, <laughs> But it is a, it's, you know, the stuff that I was teased for as a kid, right? Like being limp-wristed. But it was, it comes from this interview that Kate Blanchett did last year, or years ago, promoting, I think, the movie Cinderella remake that she was in. And in some clip of it, she just happened to be like, oh, is he, you know, and she kind of flopped her wrist or something. And I think... But because gay men love her so much, it became this kind of, like, wonderful <laughs> meme that in any time, like, I've seen it apply to, like, 
pictures of like crocodiles, like <laughs> images of crocodiles that are like swimming, and they'll like zoom in on the picture of the crocodile's hand and be like, "Is he, you know?" Oh right? shit! And oh, I, I love that. that. I love that. I love so that. all you have to do is like do a, a a reply of someone's like hand, and everyone will know what you mean. Now, I'm very con. So as as an Italian American, I'm very conscious of my hand placement at all times, especially in like a microphone setting, like we're talking right now, because I have hit microphone like i'm just animated like even as i'm speaking to you right now i have to like keep you know it's in a very different way than we were talking about just a few moments ago i have to keep my hands very you know to myself very controlled because i will just knock my glass of water onto my macbook or something like it'll just be terrible (laughs) in the midst of all the 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 fun parts of this i think what what has been so my wife is much more introverted than i am and she has found it to be like Zoom, everything is really hard for her because it's so much more performative. I have found, as as an extroverted person, like it is really hard for me because I just it's just not enough. Where are you? Like, what is the where is the dial for you right now? Like, are you starved for some? Like, wh- how do you fall on this? Where where is it stressing you out? Yeah, I think like I can't. I'm not someone who needs to do like back to back Zoom calls. <laughs> I certainly like talk to people every day in some capacity most uh like my mom and my older brother are in australia uh they live in sydney and so i'm calling them every day Um, and you were doing that before yeah it's only semi-regular like they were both in uh quarantine after coming back from a trip to the state so they were locked down for two weeks in sydney and couldn't leave their home so i was definitely calling them a lot more um but in terms of like zoom stuff i don't know i feel like you said performative like it is to an extent i like the kind of check-in element of things but i think there's like a limit on the amount of people that could be on a zoom call before it just becomes unbearable right like you have those yeah. zoom calls where there's like 12 people on it and it's uh i don't know i feel like um I just, you know, having two couples or just one-on-one is a bit more effective i was on one last night that was just like three of us and uh it was just the right tone, just the right amount of people. And it also did, it was also went for the right amount of time. Have you found that like, there's nothing more awkward than like trying to get off a Zoom call? Because yes, you can't say yes. I've got to go because they're like, no. where are you going? There's nowhere there's to go. No... So I do have the ultimate, the ultimate uh, get out of jail free card, which is we have the baby. And so, you know, I can just, I, I have... <laughs> I will confess to you, I have literally like poked him surreptitiously and then he'll cry and I'll be like, oh, this, this kid, I can't believe, because he's actually, yeah, yeah, I know. I've just, uh, I'm terrible. So yes, I think for sure, no one has a good excuse. I have a better excuse than most, but you're absolutely right. We do a regular kind of like Friday night dinner thing. And when people are at our house, we can be like, okay, get the hell out. Or and sometimes that's not until three in the morning or whatever. It's people have like you know gotten overserved and crashed or whatever. Like <laughs> that's it's fine, but like sometimes people just need to get the hell out. And like we've we've been clear. But you're absolutely right. There's no 
ending is like I've I've been very firm about setting an end time. I'm not just using the default time and be like, oh guys, we said this was gonna go till eight. Let's uh, let's uh, let's get this. Going. I don't know. I feel like I totally an- feel like I've a got dick. Another Zoom date to go on. Oh, I'll talk to you guys terrible. later, and then it's just you're on your phone and just like okay, babe. In addition to navigating that particular piece of water, and you mentioned food a minute ago, is there something that you are getting better at in quarantine that you didn't necessarily a skill that you did not have. I, one of my favorite celebrity things has been like watching people learn how to use like a toilet brush for the first time. And you'll see like a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. I knew like, how to do like that. Rubbing yeah. the, yeah. no, I, I'm not assuming. I think that, that was the real housewives, right? That they were like I, struggling I, to learn how to use one of the real housewives. Yeah. That seems right. I don't. Yeah. I, so what, what I'm assuming you already knew how to clean, you know, basic, you know, yeah, things, I knew but... how to clean after myself. Um, <laughs> but what yeah, are the, no. what are the skills that you have gained? Well, quarantine? apart from cooking, um, which has been a big one, uh, I've, I've gotten back into jogging, um, and that's become something that I've found some joy in. Uh, we, no, this I is live... very controversial. Joggers are, you know, the 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 menace to so many people. Oh right my now. god! I will say, I get up early enough that I'm a bit of a morning person, so I'm in the park. How dare in you, by the way? Yes, I'm in the park <laughs> in Brooklyn at a time when it's very easy to avoid people, and it's not very, it's not crowded at all. So it's it, uh, is it is it eerie though? In a in a like, is is that a thing that you were constantly fending off? In I mean, your mind? it's been weird to watch you know more and more people including myself start jogging with some kind of face covering and then start kind of you know and then you that kind of avoiding each other thing of someone running towards Mm -hmm. you and having to run around something else to avoid them and that's that's weird um but i also i i don't living in new york you can't begrudge people for wanting to go outside we live in small apartments and we're all on top of each other and it is just not practical or reasonable to think that people will not go outside and need to be in some kind of space um, and be amongst a tree every now and again. Um, <laughs> and so I do it, you know, every second day as much as my knees can bear it um, to go and just kind of, I don't listen to music when I jog. I just have my, you know, it's kind of, it's almost like meditation for me. You just listen to your breath. And you kind of, you end up on a roll and it's been cool to watch myself because I used to jog a few years ago and then I kind of hurt my knees and then I've kind of been able to do enough physical therapy to kind of get better at it again. And it's been cool. Are you able to still do like PT at home or are you still, or is that, I mean, I'm doing, yes. Yeah. We've like bought, my partner and I have bought, um, a, like a bunch of like in the early weeks when this stuff was still for sale on Amazon got a kind of right a little bit right. of you know a kind of medicine ball and the kind of uh, bands and things like that and the yoga mat and all that stuff um but uh it's been cool to watch myself like oh now I'm running longer distances again and I don't need to stop like three times and I can do yeah you know I can actually leave the apartment and turn around run run 10ks and run back and then be like hey I didn't stop that was cool. That was the other day. And I was like, hell yeah, I did that. So you've got, you're a morning person, which again, you know, you're already in a minority. You've got, you know, some hobbies. What are the hard parts though? Because you're talking about all these positive things. Like what is the lull for you? Like where, where does it get darkest for you? I feel like a, a lot, it was really hard in the beginning on the weekends. Uh, I, I think it's probably the reverse for a lot of parents. Maybe, 
uh, with young kids where they're working from home. If you're lucky enough, right? I count my stars to still have a job, but if you're lucky, well, this is, yeah, we yeah. are white collar quarantining. Yes. You know, this is, this yeah. is, you know, so I, I, I stay check my privilege for sure. But I, I, I guess like for the, my colleagues who have kids, uh, it's really hard for them working during the week. Obviously they are juggling being daycarers and their normal jobs. And that's it's insane. That's yeah. hard. And they, they like crave the weekend because they can log off and just focus on the kids and they can do one job full time. Whereas for me, it's kind of like, it's when I log off, it's like, oh, okay. All the things that I would normally do to, you know, on a weekend, see friends and go out and go to restaurants and, you know, just be around people, you can't do anymore. And all the joys that come with living in a big city and those trade-offs that you make, like I said, to live in a small apartment, you but you, it's a trade-off right. that you get to... Right. Live in a huge city with lots of things that are constantly available to you. Um, I don't have those anymore. So weekends, right? All were the detriments very, and none of the benefits. Exactly. Weekends were very tough in the beginning. I've gotten better at them, and I kind of make sure that I'm going on a long walk on the weekends or um, trying a new like recipe or something like that. Um, and I just again just trying to take it one day at a time. It's really all you can do, right? That Okay, but you but you seem indefatigably positive, and I have to crack this. So what what is the what is the thing that creeps in when your when your oh guard lets down? Because we all have this. Okay. We all have this. Well, I mean, you just, you're only human. Well, it's the like as I said, like I've got family in Australia, and the thing the the worries right. that I have, uh, apart from whatever immigration politics are happening here that affect my uh, you know my place in this country. The, what would happen to family in Australia and to me uh, in or, or vice versa if I got sick here, um, how it would work. And I, I, I lost my dad last year in Australia and we were able to fly back uh, in time, my brother and I here, to be there with him and the hospital and go through all that. And it was horrible and traumatic, but we were there when he died and I couldn't do that if it happened now to my mom, because yeah. when you land in Australia now, everybody is sent to a hotel for two weeks to quarantine. You have to sit in the hotel room for two weeks uh, before you're allowed to go. I mean, you people. couldn't do that if he lived in Manhattan right now, necessarily. I mean, people are having funerals and nobody, I mean, not, that I mean, just, I mean, because... just to even be, if she went into hospital tomorrow, let alone a funeral, I mean, yeah. like if to, right. to be there right. to help my brother to help, you know, just it's that, yeah. I, I, I did a lot of flying back and forward from Australia last year and it, uh, the, that having that, you kind of, I got used to the fact that I could, I could do that. And I was fortunate enough to be able to make that trip and have to do it a few times, but having it sort of not available to you all of a sudden, it makes me feel a lot further away from home. That's for sure. When you have that that feeling, because obviously you know Zoom call is one thing, but yeah, the ability to pick up and and go, what what hurts? Like what for for me? So I've got a weird relationship. It's actually a pretty conflicted relationship with my parents, and I always I always have this difficulty when I talk to people who've lost, as you did last year, lost parents, or because I almost feel. Like, again, check my privilege. Like, I'm, you know, I have difficulties. They're still here, but, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, 
you know, I'm, but I'm choosing, you know, or whatever. It's, 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 it's a pain in the ass. What could assuage that right now for you? Because you can't travel there. Is there something that you haven't said to your, to your mom or your, your siblings, or is there something that you've, that you've wanted to express? Because for me, there are a thousand things that I want to say to family members every day. And I, I don't talk a lot about this to anybody ever. I mean, like therapy, but like that, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that I, I know what the things that I would say, but I also know that, you know, it's, uh, there's a different quarantine happening, I guess, for, for me. Um, it, what would, what would help on your end? What, I'm lucky aside that, from travel. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that my younger brother also lives in New York here with me. Uh, he works uh, in a very different line of work. He's a lawyer. Uh, and so, so you're the disappointment. I, I have, yeah. Um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah. So I, but he, unfortunately his, his girlfriend was, uh, we had a suspected case about a month ago, oh, over a month ago. She's recovered, thankfully, but they were together and we have to assume... He didn't have any symptoms, so we, we just assume that um, he, they've they're both on the other side of it. But we haven't. I haven't been able to see him really in person except for at a distance when I drop something off. Um, but that was... I'm lucky that we're on the same time zone. And I don't know, I feel like what's helped is just kind of keeping things in perspective and as horrible as the last year of my life has been and the shock and trauma that I went through was a year ago. Um, just the other week, um, we, I, we, we did a, we did a toast, um, on a zoom call with my aunts and my brothers and my mum in, uh, the other night. And it was the anniversary of when he died. And it was, one thing we all said was just how lucky we felt and it's a weird word to use, but how lucky we felt that he died when he did, because I, we just could not imagine the, the horrors that people are having to deal with right now with the yeah. inability to, to mourn properly and to be around people and to hug people. And I just yeah. like, I felt so loved and supported and in, like cared for, for, this sudden three week period that I was in Australia last year, surrounded by family and friends. And I'm just so sad for everyone who just can't have that right now. So I'm yeah. just trying to keep it in perspective um, and think about, think about, you know, think about my dad in the, in the, in, in, in the ways that I want him to be remembered, but also think about his death in the ways that make me feel, as I said, kind of almost blessed in a way that we were able to yeah. get all that. I think because of the situation that I've got, I, I've been thinking a lot about who I haven't reached out to and what I would say to them. And it's not just family, obviously. I think we've all got people, whether it's friends we've lost touch with or you know people that we've had falling out, falling out with or anything. Is there somebody... Is there somebody in your life where you've you've had this moment where you've wanted to reach out because of the the pain that we're all like the the collective trauma as opposed to the individual trauma the collective trauma that we're all feeling and you've said oh, you know I should really reach out to this person but you haven't yet. Do you know what? And again, I'm gonna keep bringing it back to this, but the weird thing is that like last year, no, but like last year, there's nothing like going through what I went through last year, then it's kind of no, like, I'm sure I've, there's I've, not. I've already done that. I've spent the last year doing that. And like it happened at the time and it happened, it's happened since then. And I was able to kind of 
reconnect with and be there for the people that were there for me. Um, and I think what was I, the most surprising catharsis then? Then what was the what was the best? Because there was probably someone that you reached out to that you weren't expecting. Uh, just like the the thing that like got me the most last year was like I happened I had to go to London for a work thing um, in December, and I was there on in the ground for forty eight hours, and was. I was able to surprise one of my best friends in the world who unfortunately lives so far away from me and we can't see each other that often. Um, and he'd been feeling unwell and I was able to surprise him and sort of take him and his wife out to dinner That's and so really all that. And then, you know, when I got back to my hotel, they kind of called me and said, oh, we didn't, we forgot to ask you at dinner, but will you be our child's <laughs> godfather uh, uh, and <laughs> i you know none of us are particularly religious but it was the kind right yeah it just i was weeping in the lobby and just of the of hotel course. and it, it just this kind of uh, it's a big honor be a yeah. huge honor and just like that sense of like i am now sort of and i'm this is a role mind you that i'm going to take very seriously because i feel Good. like i am I have a duty to my goddaughter now, and uh, I want. I feel like. Oh, you I, are gonna be. You are. Yeah, she. She is. She has gained a great protector. I'm sure. I just feel like there's a certain sense of like life continuing and life going Absolutely. on. And these, Absolutely. And like these are people now who's well who are now pregnant in the quarantine as well with their second child. Uh, and again, another reminder that like. There will be another side. To, there will be another side to this. We will come out on the other yeah. side. And this little girl, my goddaughter, I just get sent all these videos every day of her kind of playing in her front room of her house in London, and she's just having the time of her life because her mom and dad are just around all the time, and she loves it. And she just gets yes. to read books and play, and yes. she's having a great time. They're losing their minds, obviously, but they love her. <laughs> but I. Uh, I don't know. I look at these videos of her and I just think like, she's so lucky that a, she doesn't know what's going on, but B that, you know, people are working very hard to make sure that the world that is going to come for her after all of this is going to be, you know, a good place. You know, it's funny. You, you've been so effusively positive and you've kind of fought the, the dark cynicism of my, my heart. <laughs> you wouldn't heart. know it I from actually... my Twitter feed, by the way. I, uh, it's all a lie. <laughs> I'm a cheery person. No, I'm not. I, I think Twitter, by the way, is a very good outlet for all my darkness. And uh, yeah. I think, I think, but you know, it's funny. I did this last week with a friend and she was clearly, um, you know, dealing with some stuff and, and she's a poet. She read something really poignant and, and I got what I needed out of it. And it's funny, I'm getting what I need out of this week as well because it's like I'm talking to you and I'm like, oh shit, like, you know, my son, two and a half months, he is, he laughed for the first time this week. I, I've i never felt that good before. I mean, I've, as a person who's, you know, I've, I've, I've lived and died on whether I can make people laugh, you know, my whole life. Cause you know, what, what I have is my personality because people aren't asking, you know, uh, you know, randomly to, uh, you know, to slide into my DMs. <laughs> but I, but, but so like when I made him laugh, that was the bet, the high point 
of my existence up till now. Like I just couldn't even, anyway, I, I wrote it down. So, uh, but, but because the whole concept of this is, is kind of commiserating and the, you know, the fact that we're all not okay a little bit together, I have to ask at least one, I'm going to just force a little bit of, uh, false negativity onto your, sure. just, just perpetually smiling, uh, you know, face. And I'll just, you know, people can live with that. You talked about food, and this is a question that I asked my friend Emma last week, and I'm going to ask the same question to you, which is, what is the thing in your in your apartment that is the absolute last piece of food that you will eat? Like, you you know it exists. Oh, God. You bought it years ago. Maybe you've moved it in apartments, or you've moved, you know, like, it's been in the back of a shelf. What What is the last thing? If, if shit really hits the fan oh, and we're God. not able to go okay. out, what will be the thing that you are going to be least excited about putting into, oh. your, into your face? Well... Look, just b- before I answer that, I will say I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not a rel- – look, I, I feel like I'm ruining my brand here. I am a very negative person. Don't worry. I can be a huge pessimist and a cynic and all that. All my point was about – But you are a bomb in this moment, and that's what I'm just – I wasn't expecting this, my, David. I was my point was this simply cynicism. that, you know, like <laughs> it, everyone goes through horrible shit every single day. And the the unique thing right now is that we're all doing the same thing together. We're yes. all experiencing the same yes. shit together. I had a horrible fucking year last year. It was terrible. And I am only just crawling out the other side of it. And granted, I'm doing that in the middle of a global pandemic. But again, as I said, it's kind of like I'm just, uh, I'm here and that's all I can say. Anyway, food. Hmm. Okay. Uh... <laughs> I will say we bought a ton of um, <laughs> the best we, genuine answer. By the way, I could have possibly <laughs> in the before. Okay, so I have this image. You said not religious, but have you been to the uh, the Duomo in Florence? Have yes. you been to you know the on this on the uh, the ceiling the the the, um, the the painting on the ceiling? They have they have the people who are reaching down and like they're they're putting down hands and actually like rosaries to pull people up out of hell like that. I feel like you right now, as cynical and as and as funny as you can be and as acerbic as you can be, you are actually you are pulling me up and I am so grateful. For, I'm genuine. Like one of the things I always try to do is say like like campsite rule. Let's leave ourselves better than we found each other. You have genuinely left me better than you found me today. Well, I'm, really, no and I'm glad that people will about will, my tweets. So thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> I wasn't saying it about your tweets. I'm no, saying about this conversation. Yes. No, I know. Which That's is... why like, I'm glad I can surprise you without. Being, yes. It yeah, was a genuine surprise. A all right. Tell me about the, so tell the me food, about the food. The food. We, um, <laughs> before, when it all like started getting bad, we, right. Before so like, like 2016, I feel like the people oh, no, who worked in it, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> but I feel like the people who worked in news kind of we we were I was tracking it obviously for a while, and right. I think I kind of was like, oh, okay, I think I'm gonna go to the store and buy a bunch of frozen food. So this was before like the rush on all the stores and stuff, yes, and I kind of went and got a bunch of frozen food, and then we got a bunch more frozen food. There is a ton, our freezer is chock a block full of frozen food, and Actually, a lot of it looks really delicious. Like there's some sure. like frozen dumplings and frozen like things I haven't eaten since I was a kid, like hot pockets and stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, I want to eat this stuff. But 
my boyfriend is like, you, we are not touching that. That is for like, if it gets, if A, one of us gets sick and we can't leave the house or B, like martial law arrives and all the supermarkets yeah. get blown up. Um, so we're not touching that. So that's honestly, so the answer's going to be, I don't think he'll let us eat that food until it's the last thing that's in the apartment. And it's the food <laughs> that I want to eat the most because it's been staring at me for two months. Like these delicious frozen pizzas that I look at and think I could just heat that up now and I would be right. eating pizza in like 10 minutes or whatever. And they're like, nah, you got to wait. If, so, if you end up sneaking a hot pocket, please, please, please. Know, believe me. He's, he's like almost cataloging it like an inventory where, uh, we have enough food. We have plenty of food, but as I said, the last thing will probably be something at the back of the freezer that we've forgotten about. All right. Well, I hope you never have to eat your hot pocket, despite the fact that you desperately want it. And I've, and there's a sentence that I've never said before and uh, may never again. But uh, anyway, I, I, I'm sorry. I just had this image of you at like two in the morning, sneaking down and microwaving a hot pocket, and then like, and then like him catching you. Like that's the best part. Is like what. I he thought we'd agree. He's like, sees, that. yeah, that's right. <laughs> he sees the sleeve in the yeah. garbage, like just <laughs> the, the sleeve that you microwave. Okay. Uh, <laughs> genuinely, genuinely appreciative was, was expecting Twitter. David got a much better David. And, and the fact that you have crawled through and done this and obviously been doing your own shit. I, I hope people take it and, and can enjoy it as well. Uh, Breaking news editor at BuzzFeed News, David Mack. Thank you very much for spending some time with me at the table. Thank you so much. Wash your filthy hands. Oh, my God. My, <laughs> I mean, I'm changing a baby like 17 times yeah, a day. <laughs> I have no skin left. I have no skin left above the wrist. Okay, it's good. just... All right. Thanks again, man. Thank you. <laughs>